in the words of the great Earl Simmons, professionally known as DMX. Here we go again! It's episode two of the Loquacious Podcast. Welcome, or welcome back if you listen to episode one. I'm Aisha Gunn. I'm a comedian and also an expert of my own personal lunacy. And yes, I would like to take you along on that journey and some of the things that I've encountered, some life experiences and lessons with the intention to help you or something that you can take away just a little bit, a little tidbit. I'm here. This episode, well, first of all, if you listen to the first episode, I said that this episode would be a shout out to caregivers, which can seem a little, it sounds like it could be boring, but it's something that needs to be talked about in my opinion, because I'm um, at an age where I am starting to witness many people in my age group or my peers or loved ones, friends that are taking care of elders in their family or there's elders that are taking care of elders and it really needs to be talked about because there are people who are not in the situation that have someone that's close to them that's going through it and they really need to know how they can support them if they cannot physically be there because it's something that I've personally experienced and instead of just talking about it I decided to do an interview and I would like my special guest to be prepared with as much information and be as resourceful as possible in order to help others. So I'm going to put that episode on hold. And the reason why I switched up, another reason why I switched up is also because I have an experience that I just had recently that I wanted to share instead of waiting. So this episode is titled, Give Me a Break, Level Up and Heal Via Fasting. And this is something that I want to share with you all because I had an experience um, with something that has been going on. If you've been living under a rock, there seems to be this this chicken sandwich outbreak. And people are going mad, as they say in the UK. They're, 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 they're living mad. They sure are living mad over these sandwiches. They're acting a fool over these sandwiches and... I just wanted to say, disclaimer, I don't give a damn who eats one, who doesn't eat one. I just know that I had one and it was delicious. And I got it on the humble, too. I was going to call myself treating my mother one. And I was like, you know, just throw me one. I was quiet. I was quiet. It's a little too much meat for me. Um, Would I go back and get another one? No, I'm not thinking about that. But, you oh, before I really get into it. Give it up for my background music. Give it up for NC Nightlife, the orchestra of the natural sounds of North Carolina. Yes, it's currently uh, 12.55 going into, we're, we're, we're into already into August 29th, but it's late in the night. But I love recording at this time because of this natural sound. I just absolutely love it. And you know, all my family members are are resting peacefully and I can have some some time to play around. So yes, give it up for NC Nightlife. And so I had the chicken sandwich and um, like I said, it was a little too much meat. Wasn't really my thing, but like I said, I enjoyed it because I didn't even know I was hungry. And so I had the chicken sandwich. And the thing is that I have a love and hate relationship with meat. Now, a year prior, probably, yeah, last summer, I threw, I vomited twice from Chick-fil-A. 
And yes, twice, because I went back a second time just to make sure that it was the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich that did it. And it was, but it was delicious when it was going down. But yes, after that, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm getting older now. My body is letting me know what she likes and what she doesn't like. Well, newsflash, she didn't like the chicken sandwich from Popeye's either. Now, she didn't vomit, but... Eventually, I became, I was moody, I was irritable, my body was just like moving in slow motion, and my body basically was telling me, look, we talked about this. Everything that's good in your mouth is not good for us. We're not, we're, we're, we have to be harmonious, and if we're not, we're going to rebel. And so I, this was just very recent, so I'm facing yet another time, because it has, it has happened before. And I faced another time where my body is just letting me know, uh, like, it will re reward me when I treat it well and give it things that it likes, or it will rebel against me. And from that chicken sandwich, it let me know that it was rebelling, and it had had enough, and it was time to put that to an end. So, that led me to want to talk about the importance or how I benefited from fasting because it had become an integral part of my life uh, a few times throughout my life, but more frequently since in the past couple of years. And I would say all of last year was a very intense year for me. So I'll get to that part. But yes, my um, w through the fasting of last year, it got my body to a place where I was very in tune with it, where I kind of could gauge what was going on when it was going on it didn't really exacerbate into something worse so with this chicken sandwich i realized that i needed to drink what i usually do when i eat something i have no business eating as soon as possible i try to drink something hot so that i can help it digest better because my digestive system can be slow and when it's slow like that then that means the food is just sitting in your body and in your intestines and that's where things are being absorbed into your bloodstream. So if this stuff is just sitting there and it's putrid and it's just like, uh, it's like dead food, that's being sucked into your bloodstream and you're not going to feel as well as you think you are. And I do need people to be mindful of the fact that um, oftentimes when I talk to loved ones or people that I know, when they let me know about something that they're going through physically, something that makes them not feel well, I ask them what they ate. I've asked them what they eat because a lot of times people have no idea how much their food can be making them miserable. And because they've been doing it for so long, they don't even know how much happier they could feel and how much better and healthier they can feel if they would just take the time to assess where their body is at that time, especially if you're just, you know, just mindlessly feeding yourself. You have to think about it when you're a baby, when babies are born, um, I've seen it time and time again, how excited parents are to give their baby their first foods, you know, even though it's baby food and it's strained and it's, you know, and you, they want you to introduce one food at a time. Once you start that, tell me when people really stop, um, unless it's something that they already know, but just average, how many people really stop and give their digestive tract a break from all that work from digesting food and, and and putting the nutrients in the right place that's work your body is putting your body is working so dealing with that chicken sandwich <laughs> and you know what another thing 
I, years ago, when those viral videos were going on with uh, fights breaking out in McDonald's and fast food restaurants, you can't tell me that wasn't due to like a chemical dependence or people just, because these foods are like a drug. And, you know, they, they're, they're irritable. They want their fix. They're in line. They're getting impatient. You know, any wrong move from someone, they get a mixed slap upside their head. It's, it's, it's a mess. So I really, really, you know, I'm not led to believe it's, it's, I mean, a lot of doctors talk about it and they do a lot of, what do you call it? Like a scientific, you know, tests and all that type of stuff that lets you know that, you know, you are what you eat, you know, angry food, angry birds. And I don't, and that's another reason why I don't think I'll go back to Popeyes because, first of all, I'm not a big meat eater, and Angry Birds might be what they're giving us, and that might be, you know, causing the communities to go up in an uproar even more. So we don't need that. So anyway, um, so yes, so as far as the fasting is concerned, um, I think that I wanted to encourage people to take that break take that break and it doesn't have to be for a long time a long period of time it could be um three days it could be a week but just basically giving your body a break and i was encouraged really um i was i was uh led to this meme that it was on social media it was on instagram and i'm not going to say who it was because i was i don't even know how i ended i don't even follow this person but somehow i ended up on their on their their account and saw this meme that had some some interesting some interesting words that really struck out to, that really stood out to me and it said food is the most abused anxiety drug fasting is the most forgotten cure and exercise is the most underused antidepressant and honestly i see no lies there it made me think of the days when I used to work uh, at a hospital. I worked at a hospital for a few years. And for a portion of that time, I transcribed doctor's orders. And many, many times, especially when people were first, at, people were first admitted with whatever their ailment was, most uh, many times I saw that one of the first things that the doctor did was put the person on a clear liquid diet. And, you know, after a short period of time, I mean, for anyone who has experienced going to the to the hospital and they put you on that clear liquid diet or a limited diet if need be because they have to do lab work you would notice that you're you start to feel better and it not to tell you not to go to the hospital but you know maybe you can start that at home start making chicken broth if you're not feeling well just take a break it's not going to it's not going to hurt and i can really really uh, relate to the 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 saying that um, that food is the most abused drug uh, for anxiety, and people say, "Well, food, you know, food is not a drug." But you have to think about it. Um, I, I, like I said, I I can really attest to this because when I was younger, food is what fed my emotions when I dealt with them. When I did not know what to do with them, that was my coping mechanism was to feed myself. And it did not matter what the emotion was. It could be joy. It could be fear. It could be um, um, anxiety. It could be frustration. It could be doubt. It could be anything like that. And that was my coping mechanism. So by the time I graduated from high school, I was 300 pounds. And I had been living with depression and some other things that I had not addressed because I was not open with my family and let them know what was going on with me. I did not, well, I didn't know I was depressed. 
And it wasn't until after I graduated from high school is when I realized um, I even knew about um, emotional eating and that I was actually doing it. So, like I said, it didn't matter what the emotion was. So through fasting, which I started doing uh, early last year, uh, my late late Jan late 2018, excuse me, late eight. 2017 going into 2018 was a very difficult time. So one of the things I decided to do was I was going to implement a weekly fast, not weekly fast, um, a once a month fast that would last a week. And for me, that meant for a week, I would drink lime water, key lime water, lime from the key lime, um, and I would also put chia seeds in it for protein. And, and during that time, what I had realized was that my, what, whatever emotions that I was, that were probably being masked behind me being probably, like I said, putting the wrong foods into my body and not taking the proper time to assess where I was at the time and really taking the time to see how I'm feeling when I was fasting for that for that week, it was like pressing a reset button and putting me back on track. It was, you know, I put my body back in harmony, um, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually, because I was I was uh, very intentional with my prayer because I was basically while going through that fast, your my body was not putting so much energy into the, the process of meal planning, uh, preparing a meal, um, going to get the food, all that stuff that is surrounded with, with eating, that was eliminated. So I had extra time to really address whatever came up and I did not have food to, to silence it or to distract me from it. So it was basically getting rid of any type of distractions that were going on and I journaled a lot. I made sure that, and, and another thing, like I said, fasting couldn't, it does not only have to be with your food. I'm just talking at this time about a physical fast with, with your food. But um, at the same time during that fast, I, I limited um, television, which I don't do a lot of television, but media period, like just intake. What, what am I taking in? What am I feeding my eyes? What am I feeding my ears? What am I listening to? What is going into my head? So it's basically like, like, a, like a mind dump. Social media for some people you know, can be very time consuming. And if you're not in good mental health, it can consume your mind in a way that's not positive. You have to be very careful who you're paying attention to of what you're just allowing to bombard into your eyes and your ears. You have to be very, very protective of those things because now in this age, if you're tuned into these these devices, you're you're getting bombarded with information that is not. I don't think it's really healthy for a and for a brain, because when are you going to process it? And then you're just piling more and more on. So you don't know what are your thoughts. You don't know what are have been. You've been influenced by because it's been so ingrained through repetitiveness on social media. So you have to be very very careful of that. So at the same time during this fast. Those are some of the things that I did. I journaled a lot. I wrote a lot. And I'm not a big journaler. Like I have like 20 trillion books that have like January 1st in there. And that's it. And probably a, a few stickers, you know, to make myself feel good. But other than that, I'm not a journal. But I stay committed to it because I was so, 
I wanted to get to the bottom of it because I wanted to be better. And for those who are not aware, I was involved in an accident which left me visually impaired. And through my research and learning more about um, panuveitis, which is what my condition is, um, it's inflammation inside of my eyes. And so that just indicated that it's, it's like I'm looking through a veil all the time. So it's like clouds inside of my eyes, but not at this current time. It's not as bad as it's been because of the fasting. When I started the fasting, I had one thing in mind, but the other benefits that came from it was that I was getting my gut health very, I was getting my gut health in order. And once I was doing that, I started to realize that the inflammation in my eyes lessened. So usually every year I was on steroids and <clears throat> by, excuse me, by this time right now, currently, it's been almost two years since I've been on steroids. I have not had to use them. They have not had flare ups or anything because I stayed consistent with um, really getting to the bottom of my diet. Now I was, there was another thing that I did while I was fasting when I started my fast and now I'm going into almost two years of using it and that was black seed oil. There was a, a doctor, she was a holistic doctor, and I was telling her about my eye condition and she was talking about gut health, which is like a big thing now and has been for a few years, but it's not something new, but it's just now catching up in the mainstream. But she was telling me that um, the black seed oil would really help. So I started taking the black seed oil and like I said, I started taking it regularly as of January of, of 2018. And like I said, since then, I have not had any flare-ups. It's very, <clears throat> and for those of you who are not aware of black seed oil, it comes from uh, a seed. And the, the places that make it correctly, you have to be very careful and do your research and where you're getting it from. The places that make it correctly, um, it's like a, it's a cold press, I believe, with this seed. And it's a very potent oil. I only do like one teaspoon a day. And, <clears throat> excuse me, from doing that, I have not had any issues as, <clears throat> not to say my condition has completely cleared up because due to the inflammation it has caused cataracts in my eyes that need to be removed, <clears throat> a cataract in my eyes. So, um, like I said, through the fasting, I, 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 was, I was healing. I was healing and not just spiritually, but physically. I've lost 30 pounds since last year and that was not intentional. And, uh, but it, it was, it was, it was just amazing to see the transformation that came, not just uh, physically, but like I said, also the spiritual um, benefits from the fasting. It leveled me up in a way of understanding because I'm taking the time out and my belief, this is what I have with as far as my my relationship with God, it's, it's being intentional with spending time and making that sacrifice through disciplining myself with the fast and letting God know that um, things that I had didn't want to deal with before, I'm ready to address them and I'm being intentional about it. So that's the leveling up part. And I've seen a lot of people use fasting when they talk about their manifestations. I've done that plenty of times where the things that I really um, got serious about and writing them down, making them plain and on a piece of paper, not just in a note in my book, uh, I mean, on my phone, but just being very intentional about it and, and seeing these things come to be. Um, like I said, because of the fact that I'm eliminating a lot of distractions, getting harmonious within my body, which makes me feel better and makes me want to do better. So these, and you're putting that into motion. So 
I think that that would be very, very helpful for, for people to be more mindful of what they're putting into their bodies. They have to understand that it, if they have a desire to have longevity in life, it doesn't guarantee it, but it really certainly helps to, to be mindful of what you're putting into your body, um, giving your body a break from time to time and, and, and understanding that, that it is possible, you know, and, and, and like they said, exercise is, uh, is like an untapped antidepressant, not untapped for everyone, but a lot of people do know that, but I think some, some people don't that know that exercise is antidepressant. Now, when you're fasting, if you're going to do any exercising, like I'd say, take it easy, you know, just give your body a break, just give yourself some time just to, just to be kind to yourself and gentle. And, you know, you can go for a walk. Nature is always a great healer and a great thing to, uh, a great environment to be in as far as feeling centered and all of that. So, but just take it easy. And like I said, if, if you feel more comfortable talking with your doctor about fasting, please do so. Do not tell them I am not Dr. Gunn. I am Aisha Gunn. That's it. Okay. And because I don't, I don't need no problems. Okay. I'm on disability and I'm not trying to get none of that taken through somebody saying that I told them to do something that has harmed them. Go to YouTube University or Google University and sue them. They got more money than I do. So anyway, um, yes. Oh, and, and, and for anyone, I came across a book, a wonderful book, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing book recommendations um, at the end of my podcast because I'm an avid reader. I love books. I've gotten so much information from books. And this one um, was a book that I came across in my 20s. It had to have been. Um, it was, and it's titled Fit From Within. And the author's name is Victoria Moran, M-O-R-A-N. And I'm not sure, let me see, I don't have it in my notes here when the book was published. Um, I gave the book away. Now, I usually am reading from the book, but I gave the book away years ago. It helped the person that I gave it to, so I'm glad it's in her hands, and I hope that she passes that on. But I did order another one because it was such a good read. And it's it's a beautiful book that basically um, is teaching people, um, like I said, it's called Fit From Within. And it's teaching people that the the goal is to teach people how to love themselves right now where they are to do what it takes to get themselves to being a better, a better, the best version of themselves. So a lot of times when people are dealing with um, like not not taking care of themselves, a lot of times they focus from the neck up. They just, you know, they they they're not very mindful of their body, but they just take care of what people can see, not what's covered in clothing. And, you know, they they tend to neglect themselves. So if that is the case, or if you know someone that could benefit from some self-love and a reminder of how important it is to take care of yourself, this book is a great, great read. It definitely uh, put me on track and it, it it's something that I refer to, like even if it's not physically with me, the, the lessons in it are so, so good that I remember how 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 much of an impact they made on me when I first read them. So I think one of the chapters is called Groom Yourself Like a Racehorse. And it's basically like no matter where you are in your life, take care of yourself as if you're about to be let off for the races. Like you're getting ready for the races and you know a racehorse is all the way pristine. Oh, look at that. Now that's not a natural sound, but that's the Amtrak. That's a regular train that comes through. Safe in your journeys and excuse you. <laughs>
Thank you. <laughs> but yes, Fit From Within by Victoria Moran. And you know what? Another thing that I wanted to talk about before I left was the fact that I am going to share a link where you can leave a message. And I, because I love feedback, I love any ideas about future episodes. It doesn't matter how crazy it is. I love doing research, I love looking into things, I love learning new things. And um, so I'm going to share that link where the podcast is available. Um, on the platforms that the podcast is available. So once again, thank you for lending me your ears. My name is Aisha Gunn. This is the Loquacious Podcast. And I hope that you were well when you received this message. And if not, I hope that there was something in this episode that you can take with you that you can possibly apply to your journey in life and make it better. So when you do anything, please do it with love and see how that turns out for you. Thank you. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon, whenever, peace.